You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, happy Friday. Welcome to the Clement Magnatella Show. I hope you're well this morning. I hope you've had a great week and that you're ready for the weekend. Thank you for being with us here on 702. We kick off the show with the 702 open line on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. It's Friday. You know what we do every single Friday, right? Gratitude Friday. So this hour... We spend some time to show some gratitude. This is where you can call us and tell us what you are grateful for this week. We always create this platform every Friday to take stock of the week and encourage the culture of gratitude. So if there's something that you're celebrating this week, something that put a smile on your face, call us. We want to celebrate with you. Also, let's wish Bafana Bafana well again as they play for bronze on Saturday. It's the third place playoff against the Democratic Republic of Congo at the AFCON tournament. Our kickoff is at 10pm. Or do you feel, mm, not worth watching? How do you feel about tomorrow's game? We must remember that Bafana Bafana are not coming home empty-handed. Eh? The semi-finalists at the Africa Cup of Nations earn, I think, about $2.5 million dollars. So they're not coming home empty-handed. They're bringing in about 47 million rand in prize money. That's what they're bringing home. We don't know yet how much of that will be apportioned to the players because I imagine they've negotiated their bonus structures with Safa based on, on tournament progression before the tournament kickoff. But they've done incredibly well. I think we should make a fuss when they land. Um, at Oar Tambo International Airport. No? That's what's coming up. Um, that's what we should um, hope for. Uh, I mean to say tomorrow as Bafana Bafana plays the Democratic Republic of Congo. Let's hope they can also uh, get and clinch some bronze medal there. I was... 702. Let's walk the talk. 011-883-0702 uh, That's the number to dial The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702 Dr. Smile Good morning, you're calling us from Johannesburg Mr. Magnatella, how are you? I'm alright, sir, how are you doing? Good, I'm just busy driving to work And now I hear your your comments on what are we grateful for Um mm. And really just reflecting, I think for me, over the last year and a half, I've been developing um, my very own RLK range. And for the first time in after a year and a half, it's finally materialized and in store. And it's just exciting to know, as you know, in South Africa, now we have our own RLK range and our own brand. I've been using brands from overseas for so many years. So... I don't need to plug the store and the brand name, but I'm just very grateful that something like this has materialized. Um, been working at the idea for the last six, seven years, you know? So very exciting and very grateful for that. Oh, 
Oh, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations on that milestone. Uh, Dr. Smile, thank you for calling us. Um, what are you grateful for? What milestone um, are you celebrating? What's, what's happened to you uh, that's put a smile uh, on your face? 13 minutes after 9. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. How did you find President Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address last night? Um, and how did you find the absence of the EFF in Parliament last night? I mean, for the first time in a number of years, we finished work at like 10. In fact, at 10 o'clock, that's when we said bye-bye on air. We finished our special coverage last night. Previously, we would be done at 11, half past 11, because there would have been disruption after disruption because of the EFF. How did you find? Some people felt, oh, this year is boring because the EFF are not there. But some people felt, oh, it feels so good to actually just listen to this man, whether you agree with him or not, the president. Listen to what he's got to say. So how did you find their absence? And how did you find President Cyril Ramaphosa's address? I said yesterday ahead of the address that there are three things that make his address crucial. And that makes that address crucial for the president. Number one, this is an election year. So he's going to use that platform to encourage you, in not so many words, to vote for the ANC. But two, democracy turns 30 years today. So he wants you to see and acknowledge that things have drastically changed since 1994 and three it's possibly his last state of the nation address so he has to take stock of what he's been able to do what he's been able to achieve since he took over so that you can see that he's been working so you can see that he's been turning things around that's what he wants you to see and i think last night's address for me spoke to those three things hence the story of 30 years being told through Tenzualu, this fictional character born in a democratic South Africa. She was a beneficiary of state services. She stayed in a house provided by the state. Tenzualu was born and there was electricity. She went to school where parents didn't have to pay for school fees. Each day she received nutritious meal. Through NSFAS, Tenzualu studied for free. When she entered the world of work, she thrives because of the assistance um, of the empowerment policies that have been implemented by the ANC government. And that's true. There are many Tinsualos out there. There are many Tinsualos out there who, whose lives were a lot easier thanks to this democratic government. So I thought it was a smart move by the president because he was speaking directly more so to the black middle class, to remind them what the ANC has delivered for them. And I think that's a story of millions of people who have been born since the dawn of democracy. I personally relate to Tinsualo. So I don't think you can deny that. There is a Tinsualo out there who holds a PhD, thanks to this government's policies. There's a Tinsualo out there who is the first to graduate in their family. Because they didn't have to pay, they didn't have to worry about tuition fees. There's a Tinsualo who's living their dream today. So this Tinsualo character represents what SA has achieved since 1994. But also, you cannot deny 
the fact that there are many other Tinswalos out there who have been failed by this government. There's a Tinswalo out there who is an unemployed graduate. There's a Tinswalo out there who doesn't, couldn't even finish matric because of the failures in our education system. They were lost in the, in the system. They started in grade one. They couldn't finish grade 12. There's a Tinswalo out there who doesn't know what they're going to eat tonight. That 350 relief grant that government gives them is not enough. There's a Tinswalo out there who owes university fees and can't graduate, who studies in the dark because of load shedding. There's a Tinswalo out there whose mom or dad died in Marikana. A Tinswalo who's addicted to drugs, whose child probably died, you know, drowned in a, in a, in a pit toilet. Or maybe Tinswalo themselves died in, and, and drowned in a pit toilet. So, if you're a young person who was born in the 90s, which Tinswalo are you? And maybe you were born much earlier than the 90s, but you benefited after 1994. I want you to tell me your story. Or maybe you're a Tinswalo who simply hasn't enjoyed the benefits that the president speaks of. He did say that despite the remarkable achievements of the last 30 years, Abel, many of democracy's children still face great challenges. For despite the remarkable achievements of the last 30 years, many of democracy's children still face great challenges. Millions of young people aged 15 to 24 years are currently not in employment, education or training. There are many who have a metric, a diploma or a degree who are not able to find a job or do not have the means to even start a business. Now this is a trend that prevails in many countries around the world. While economic growth is essential to reduce unemployment, we cannot wait to provide the work that many of democracy's children need. As government, we have taken steps to address the youth unemployment challenge. So, what, what I, you know what I don't like about the ANC is, is, is the lack of accountability. So when they talk about the challenges facing many young people and then the president says, well, that's a, that's a prevailing trend across the world. We don't care about the world, sir. We don't live in New Zealand. We don't live in Kenya. We live in South Africa. And we care about why the situation is where it is today. So what if Kenya also has a 60% unemployment among young people. What are you doing about it? Because the circumstances are different. Yes, there are global factors that influence the performance of economies, but there are also own goals. And he knows very well that in this country, we've had so many own goals that are the reason things are failing. And it just irritates you, man, when the, our leaders do not want to take accountability. They want to create an impression that, oh, there's a global wave that's causing all these problems that we have. 
But anyway, I'm asking, are you that Tenswalo that the president speaks of who has benefited? What kind of a Tenswalo are you? Are you a Tenswalo who has not seen the benefits of this democratic government? And do you think this is something worth celebrating? Or do you think we must just note it and move on? Because you're in government. That's what you're expected to do. You didn't do anything special here. You did your job. If it was the DA, if it was the EFF, that's what you would have expected them to do. That's what you would have voted them in to do. Let me know your thoughts on 011-883-0702. WhatsApps on 072-702-1702. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Temba, you're calling us from Davidson. Hi. Hi, Clement. Hi. Clement? Go ahead. Thank you. Clement, I do really actually relate to the Tintualo referred to by the president. Firstly, of course, I do acknowledge that there were many failures in as far as the current government, but as a young black person, uh, I did manage to finish my uh, primary school, high school, then there was no way I could have seen the door of a university had it not been the, you know, um, the opportunities and, and the availability of the uh, nurses, which took us where some of us, at least for myself, um, currently, you know, employed. And I do feel like I represent that Tintuano. And I'm forever grateful for that. I had to repay the, the, the nephews, but it's one of those good stories that makes you think and be grateful for what you have, where you come from, and appreciate that. Mm. Mm. And I do, I do understand that there are many others who may not have had the opportunities. We all have challenges. Now, you cannot expect everything to be done for you, but throw a hand and try your luck as many as you possibly you know, um, uh, try, but you, you may get it right. So I, I do yeah. sincerely uh, you know, relate to that. Yeah, and look, there are other people, Temba, who have tried their luck so many times and they've still not been able um, uh, to, to make it because um, of the prevailing circumstances. It's just not conducive um, for people to, to make it. But then there are people like you that, that have benefited, that have managed to crack it. Um, and that's good to hear. Thank you for calling us, Temba and David. And Tony in Boxback. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. How are you? Sharp, sharp. How, go ahead. Good, good. So I think, I, I think that the previous caller you know, was perfectly correct. But I think we're also ignoring the huge white elephant in the room. I understand that there are people who did not, did not have the opportunities, did not have the, the chances that many had. But I think the president forgot to mention why. Why did they not have an opportunity to go to a proper school? Why did they not have electricity so that they could study at night? Why did they live in crime-ridden areas that they were not able to walk to school by themselves? And it's simple. We are completely ignoring the reality of the corruption. There was no money. Why was there no money to build a school that three, 400 students could have benefited from? Why? Because mm. it was stolen. The corruption in this country is so far ahead. 
and and I listened to his State of the Nation address with bated breath. And while he was saying that, you know, all of this is to blame due to um, government capture, the audience was full of the people who benefited from the government capture. They, they were invited to the State of the Nation address. They were clapping. They were veering him on. Are we not ignoring the elephant in the room? Tony, thank you so much for calling in in Boxburg. Uh, we are going to talk about what the president said when it comes to uh, corruption. He didn't spend a lot of time on what's been the impact of even the state capture project. Um, but he spoke about corruption and how it's cost this country. But also it's laughable when you talk about that. And the very same people, as you say, Tony, as you say rightly, so the same people he's addressing are also implicated even in that state capture report. And he wants us to believe that he takes that report seriously when in fact some in his cabinet have had questionable dealings with some business people out there who have been accused of capturing the state. Mark, you're in Centurion. What are your thoughts? Yes, hi, Clement. Uh, my sentiments uh, exactly. I mean, I think nobody's denying that from the system where we came from and what's happened in, over the last 30 years, there are definitely pockets of excess out there. Uh, but in the bigger picture, and you've already mentioned it, Michael Bopapi was, I think, was three years old when he drowned in the pit toilet, which was about 15 years ago. You should think mm-hmm. about him. He would have most probably written the trick right now. There were a couple mm. of other kids that, uh, that uh, drowned in pit toilets. And there are still many, many more thousands of pit toilets out there. There are many, many more uh, uh, mud schools out there. Uh, 30 years ago, we used to have a world-class electricity supply system, which had been broken. In those days, they used to build a power station at seven years and on time. Nowadays, after 15 years and it quadrupled the cost, uh, these power stations are still not finished. We used to have a world-class airline. SAA used to win awards, international awards, for, uh, for one of the best airlines. SAA is broken. We don't have a post office anymore. Transnet, our, our railway lines have been destroyed. Prasa has been destroyed. Uh, our exports uh, through, through the ports of coal uh, basically has come to a grinding halt. Our debt-to-GDP ratio, and this is actually the worst thing. 1994, I stand on the correction, our debt-to-GDP ratio was between 15 and 20%. It's now approaching, approaching 80%. That means yeah. that our country is basically broke. It's basically broke. We cannot afford to pay all these grants, even though the president yeah. would like to hand out more. We cannot afford to pay for this. Our economy just yeah. doesn't and- have it. Yeah, and, and obviously some things I think are contextual, Mark. I mean, 1994 is different to now. This government has had to go borrow more money because the apartheid government didn't care about uh, black people and delivering services to them. So when you come into government and you want to try and make sure that not only white people but black people also have electricity, not only white people but black people also have quality education, that kind of thing costs money. And the government is going to have to go and borrow. And I'm not saying government is doing right by borrowing incredibly so much that we're not even able to pay back. I'm just saying there's context around these things. There's a reason why government has gone and borrowed um, more money. It's because these social services that they deliver to all South Africans, black and white, uh, they actually cost money. Uh, But you make a good point about what the ANC has destroyed. Because what the president did yesterday is tell us how they've rebuilt. But rebuild what? You're rebuilding SAA? Who destroyed SAA? You're rebuilding Transnet? 
ESCOM, who destroyed Transnet and ESCOM? So let's, let's clap hands for the same government that has messed up and it's now fixing. And as a result of that mess up, we're stuck with high levels of unemployment. We're stuck with an economy that is sluggish. We're stuck with an energy crisis that is the biggest risk to our economy. We're stuck with a logistics crisis that's chasing investors away. So clap for the ANC for rebuilding what they have destroyed. That's ridiculous. It's exactly 9.30. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Magnatella. On 702. 25 minutes before 10 o'clock. Let's continue with your calls on the 702 open line. Which, Tinswalo, are you? And do you think it's worth noting the progress that has been made by this democratic government over the last 30 years? Or do you think that's something you note and you move forward? Glantla, in Brackban, what are your thoughts? Morning, Clement. Uh, sure. For me... For one successful Dinswalo, there's thousands of failed ones. So uh, I can't, you can't say that is a success. It's just that uh, this soda was just uh, uh, election running. They were just uh, trying to make election a campaign for elections. Uh, when we voted them in, in 1994, we expected a lot from them as a black government, but they did so little from the day they got into power, they started lining their pockets. Uh, the current presidents became rich from nothing. So from BE, we don't know what criteria was used for him to get those shares. So from day one, they started lining their pockets. And as the years go on, the others who took uh, power wanted to compete with him in richness and they continue stealing. So corruption mm-hmm. and, uh, went up and they've done nothing. There's a few things that they've done. And then they, in the few things that they've done, they want us to praise them. We can't praise a, a fish that failed to swim. Uh, okay. We ex- Dadla. Yeah. All right. Got you. Got you. Dandlain Brackpan says, Don, praise a fish uh, for failing to swim. <laughs> Yvonne in Parkmore. Hi. Hi, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. Go ahead. Yeah, Clement, when my, my late helper joined me 29 years ago, her desire was for her two children, boys, uh, to finish school and not be gardeners or be um, domestic or, or laborer to, 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 have, to achieve something in life. And she worked and she toiled and she looked after 11 people. Half truth, and follow studies, half truth for them. Both the boys finished school. Uh, she didn't get to see them go to university, which is half so. They finished college. They're both sitting at home now. Can't get anything. Mm-hmm. To the point is they're now going to do something like a security guard so they'll get a job. So, yes, they have done something, but they have not honored their people. They've lined, like the previous caller said, they've lined mm. their pockets. They go home to their fancy homes. What about the rest of the people? When are they yeah. going to show up for the people that need them? And, and they say, no, don't worry about load shedding. Look at what they do. Don't worry about schooling. Which schools do their children go? Hospitals. Which mm. hospitals do they go? Mm. They don't even go in our country. Mm. They go out of the country. And our poor old people sit in hours on end at the hospitals. So, yeah, mm. it's a half-fake story. We can do better. And I must say, for me personally, Solo Ramaphosa is a disappointment. Yvonne, in Pakmo, thank you so much. Good morning, Clement. It's James here. People who are critical more about the government are people who did not see anything good. But, you know, I can challenge you. Go into the rural areas. There are a lot of Tinsolos. People were living in mud houses there. Now they have houses. 
thousands and thousands of them, they are living in decent houses and they are appreciated. And for you to come out and criticize the Zinzolos, it's really unfortunate and, you know, uh, uh, nothing is good enough anyway. Hi, Clement and the team. Yep, yep. Happy Friday. I wish Bafana Bafana were playing Cape Verde. I would have had all the reasons to wake up until one o'clock Sunday morning to watch that game. But yeah, maybe I'll watch it. But if it were, they were playing Cape Verde, I will have all the good reasons. Yeah, preparing for the men's, cons- the men's conference. Happy Friday. Bye. You. Good morning, Clement. Really sad day when our president has got to stand there and brag that the citizens of the country live and survive on handouts. Surely an indictment of the government and confirmation that we live in a failed state. Bad news. Sorry for giving it to you this morning, Tom. Good morning, Kemal Manyatele and your 702 team. This is Elton in Itigwini in KZN. Clemens, I think the story uh, which you are speaking about now of Tentualo is, in my view, it's the exception rather than the norm. Even if we were to use statistics. I mean, I will use myself as an example. I was in grade eight in the first election in 1994. And I went to a public school, or what was formerly known as college schools, uh, in a place called Meriden Region, Pine Town. And I was one of the fortunate ones. I didn't have money to study, but I was able to study through my workplaces because uh, resources met opportunity. But the overwhelming majority of my friends are still stuck in the system. Some of them have even become addicted to drugs. So, yes, of course, nobody's going to take away that uh, there has been good done. But I would argue that it's the exception rather than the norm. Thank you for the great show. Good morning, Clement. Um, yes, about the Ntualo, uh narrative. Um, I was born in 1990. And uh, throughout my high school and primary, I don't remember paying a single cent of school fund. Uh, I went to varsity in 2008. And NSFAS uh, carried my fees from first year until I graduated. Yes, there were challenges because uh, I was once um, an unemployed graduate. However, I eventually um, obtained uh, an internship from the office of the state attorney where I did my articles and got admitted as an attorney. And as we speak today, um, I have my own practice uh so i am that Tinswalo. great show yeah yeah Tinswalo is like that as a you know i was just thinking now do you think um mama ng's friends remember those ones who were singing <laughs> i hope they're not gonna get an idea to write a song about Tinswalo, hey? <laughs> and then the next thing at the next metric results announcement eh? the gogos now uh Singing about Tinsualo. No! Don't even think about it. Okay? Hi, Clement. How are you? Um, Clement, I just want to find out quickly. Um, are policies that are implemented by government, uh, 
Are they only ANC approved or they are approved by the whole sitting in parliament, by all the parties in parliament? Because if we're saying that um, the ANC has done this, have they done it without, without the other parties voting? I think that most of the, the, the programs that are implemented by government, they are approved by all the parties, which means that it's partisan. Mostly all the services that people get are mostly partisan um, agreements that then become enacted into law, although the ANC is the leading uh, party in government, but all the other parties do take part. This is Jay in Santon. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness like, Okay, let me explain it this way Must Do you want to give all the parties credit now For The progress that the ANC government has made Because Sure Of course There are other parties In the National Assembly Who will vote with the ANC on certain matters But the ANC will bring in a bill the ANC will introduce a policy. So the ANC takes its own policies, they bring them to parliament. And as a party, you have a choice to vote with them or not. And luckily for this organization, for the most part, they've had a two-thirds majority in the, pa- in, in the past where they didn't even need other political parties to vote with them. Most times they can pass certain bills um, without the support of those parties. But then policies are also different because that's implemented there um, in parliament but they work in conjunction with legislation right because legislation must still be in line with our constitution even the policies that the ANC implements in government must be in line with the constitution guys there's nothing wrong you can chew and walk at the same time as I always say you can Actually note that the ANC has been able to change the lives of many people, especially the poorest of the poor. I know people whose lives have changed drastically because they come from a village where a university was a dream. I got a message, in fact, I'm going to read it to you from a friend um, on WhatsApp who, who says to me, you know, when I was a kid, and I quote here, when I was a kid, Primary school going age, there was a school in Louis Trichard called Sotbansbeck, Lyre School. All my young self wanted was to go there. It was so beautiful, but it was a white school. Post-1994, they started taking black kids. But you know, my heart swells each time I go home now. And I drive past to see black kids in that yard. The ANC has changed a lot. And this is not someone who even supports the ANC. That doesn't mean you're a big fan of the organization. No. You actually recognize that they've done something that has drastically drastically changed the realities of people out there. But on the other side, you can also say, you have not done enough. Because these Tinsualos are far apart. Yes, there's one who holds a PhD today, thanks to your policies. But there's another one today who's unemployed, who doesn't even know what they're going to eat tonight. And there's nothing wrong. with recognizing both because they can both be true so don't take away from the reality of this or the other Tinsualo it's 15 minutes before your voice your station your open line walk the talk with Clement Magnatella on 702 Eight minutes before 10 o'clock, let's continue with your calls. 011-883-0702. WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. Unati, you're in Centurion. Good morning. 
Good morning, Clement. You know, it's always interesting uh, when we have these conversations because we always look at government as an answer to all the problems that we have. And maybe we're rightly, maybe maybe wrongly. Maybe that's how government communicates. And which is why maybe we have the challenges we do. I'm a Tinsuaro from Tosimbab. I only got employed. In fact, I got employed because of the black economic empowerment, because the company that employed me in the private sector, they could not get the contract if it does not meet the, minimum, the, the criteria to, to have black mm. people employed. That's how my, mm. my, I started my career. If it was not for that, I would not be anywhere today. I will probably be even worse than the security personnel. Gone go mm. through the education system because of the NSPAS, which everybody, I mean, discusses and everybody understands it. But here's a very interesting thing, uh, Clement, which I think we're missing consistently. Mm. The biggest employer in South Africa is government. The rating agencies are saying lower the wage bill. Mm. The biggest money that we have in this country today is sitting in the private sector. They are not investing in the economy. Where are these millions of people that are unemployed are going to be employed? Mm. Because the government, if it does not reduce the wage bill, the rating agencies are on their neck to say, uh, because we're gonna we're gonna downgrade your country. Yeah. Yeah, which which is why it's important for a government to also create a conducive environment for business to thrive so that uh, business can also employ people Lunati. Right now, government will feel the pressure of absorbing the labor force because they are not creating a conducive environment for the private sector. Businesses can't operate in this country without energy reliability. They can't operate without the logistics sector um, operating functionally. So they can't create jobs. Um, so government then ends up now with the pressure of that burden of we c- what do we do with these people? Everybody wants to come into government because where else do they go? There are only a few opportunities in the private sector because government is not creating any conducive environment for those uh, businesses to thrive. But Clement, in parting on this note, Mbegi as a president, he complained about this. The economy was growing. The environment was conducive. They were not investing in the country. We need to, because they've made this money from the government contracts. Look at the, the Group 5 of this world, the Basel Tree of this world, mm-hmm. during the 2010 World Cup. Where did they make Got the it. money? No, mm. no, I hear you. I hear you there, Unati. Thank you so much for, for, for calling. Uh, let's hear from Bashe in Pretoria. Bashe, what are your thoughts? How's it, how's it Clement? Quickly, no? Uh, sure, sure, I am a Deswalo, um, and Nasus did put me through. I didn't have to pay them back sharp. But now I'm here, I'm done, everything is good, I'm employed. But Clement, I pay for security for my house. You see ADT sharp, that means the police services are not working. I have medical aid for my kids, because I can't take my kids to go borrow in the sick, I can't go there sharp. That means the health system is out sharp. I pay for private schooling. Because the schooling system is out, that education is out. I guess what I can't mm, take my children mm. to the two places Santo. I've got an inverted soul at my house. Why? Because Eskom mm. cannot give me power. Sharp. Let's mm. go. I've got insurance cover on my tires. Why? Because anytime it's tea time, Goja pothole, I can't pay two thousand, three thousand for a tire. Sharp. I go to the shops, milk, cheese, eggs. My kids have to eat that every day. So I took one step forward, I took thirty steps back. Ish. 
Oh, Bushley, I, Bushley, I, w- I couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it better, man. Yes, those opportunities were provided for you, but now life is tough. At what cost? Because what you cost? have to, you have to outsource, outsource private services that this government is failing to deliver. Uh, thank you, Bushley, for for raising that point. Let's quickly take Joe. I'm in Bryanston. Joe, good morning. Morning, Clarence. Go ahead. What's your thirty-year moment, Clarence? Say, say again, Joe. What is your thirty-year moment? I I don't understand that question. Okay, thirty-year moment, Clarence, is twenty twenty-seventh of April. Thirty years of democracy. Every South African has got that thirty-year moment. That moment when you look back, you say to yourself, "Damn, I live in a beautiful country. This country changed my life." Trevor Noah, Sia Kolisi, Black Coffee, Tyler, Bafan Bafan, mm. Springboks. These are all South Africans who have got their 30 year moment. This is what Tinsuan is all about. It may not necessarily be a person. We've got a person right now who was born on the 27th of April. They have 30 years on the 27th this year. If you look at this guy's story, he, the way he has traveled this journey, the road he took, he tells you, you know what? When I passed here, there was no hospital, there was no school. Mm. But now, it's it's it, the length and breadth of this country. There's a gentleman, Clement, whom I'd like you to have a look at and talk to. His name is Doctor, I think Doctor Nine Eleven. I've seen him on TikTok. He's been traveling from South Africa to Rwanda. If you mm. see this guy's journey, I'm sure when he comes back, I don't think that guy will want to travel in the rest of Africa ever again. Yeah, I'll check him out. Yeah, I'll check him out, Joe. Unfortunately, I have to leave it there because I'm out of time. But I'll check out that chip. I've taken the name down. Thanks for calling us, Joe, in Bryanston.